0: Hello, Charlie Gladstone here and thank you very much for joining me on my Mavericks podcast welcome thank you by the way um, I don't take advertising on this podcast I mean frankly I'm not sure I'm of enormous value to the companies like Squarespace who who do advertise but occasionally I get offered what I imagine is a few pounds to do something what I did think I might do if anyone was interested is um, instead of advertising just advocate something so if you've got something that you would like me to um, advocate on your behalf and that you think I might be interested in or or indeed a recommendation that you think I might not know about, then send me an email. You can find my email address on my website, charliegladston.com. Anyway, this podcast is a conversation with Priscilla Woolworth and it took place in mid-February in upstate New York, in near to a place called Hudson, which is really wonderful. And that's another story, but I highly recommend you go and spend a few days up there and walking around in the Catskills, if you have a chance. Priscilla has recently moved to the Catskills away from Los Angeles. She is an author and an environmental campaigner and a mother. And what's really interesting about her is that, A, Caroline and I have known her f- forever and ever and are great friends of hers. But B, she has incredible taste and her wherever she lives is always absolutely beautiful. She She decorates everything in an amazing way. And so I've always been interested in her from that perspective. But what was particularly interesting for me is that she has left Los Angeles where she was very much involved in Hollywood, and right at the epicenter of that kind of competitive, thrusting world, and has moved to a very remote part of New York State in the Catskills, where she's bought a small holding or a small farm, and where she is essentially completely reinventing her life. She didn't want, it's quite clear in talking to her, to linger on her thoughts about Los Angeles, but um, I think it's important that I sort of stress how much she has changed her life and and, um, I think suffice to say that she probably didn't have the most wonderful time in in many ways at the epicentre of Hollywood, being married to a a big player in Hollywood. And um, So maybe this move is, is something she's been looking forward to for a long time. But she is passionate, she is walking the walk and talking the talk and I hope that you find this interesting. So here is me speaking to Priscilla Woolworth. The best place to start might be with your book, Lola, Lots of Love Always. So tell, just tell me about that, because a lot of people listening to this won't know your work at all.
1: Um, so I wrote a book um, that came out a few years ago called Lola, Lots of Love Always. And I wrote it um, with young women in mind about how to live a sustainable lifestyle and make healthy choices that are good for them and good for the planet. And um, what I realized after I released it, in fact, that it uh, appeals to everyone, not just young women, which is, has been a wonderful uh, discovery.
0: And. What, what specifically, why specifically was it aimed at young women? I know you have two daughters.
1: Well, uh, because I had made a book for each of my daughters when they went away to college. About uh, how to be safe and, and all sorts of tips and, and things I wanted them to have, and to, and they ended up sharing their books with their friends at college who loved them, and I thought, well, I need to make a book for all young women, not just my daughters.
0: Okay, okay. So tell me. So tell me. Was the book that you made for the girls the same for both of them, or was it? Uh, little, was it person specific? Person specific. Yeah.
1: And um and they all came about um or these books came about. Um, because I've been making books for my daughters every year for Christmas since they were five years old. And uh, they started off as, as sort of photo albums or diaries of the past year and everything they've done and all their friends. And then as they became teenagers, I started including... Um, Cartoons that I thought were just so brilliant and clever, and poetry and empowering messages or articles. I, I wanted them to read, and so these just sort of evolved. Um, and uh, and then um, and when they, when they went to college, I wanted them to have something yeah. specifically that very they, nice could, they could refer
0: to. Um, so so Lola was 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 born, and, and that was really that that was. Um, uh, you know, quite a success. And that was when you were living in Los Angeles. And it's really, it's quite intriguing, spooling back a bit, to see you here. I mean, we're sitting here in a beautiful small house um, in the Hudson Valley. You've got 14 acres that you're beginning to turn into a sort of organic and rewilded wonderland. But, but when these girls were born, you were living a radically different life in, in, um, in Hollywood. In Beverly we? Hills. Yeah. Yes, yeah, completely different. So, so talk, talk. So, so, take us back to that. That let's have that as the beginning, kind of, being in Beverly Hills, and so now, now you're leading, you know, a life which is dedicated to sustainability and, and all the rest of it. And in many ways, you're actually the opposite, right? When you were, when you were, you know, thirty years ago or whatever. No,
1: that's that's so true. Um, it's amazing the sort of the adventure um, and the transition. Um, that I've gone through over these past thirty years, and um, it really started um, when I became a mother, and uh, it just um, raised awareness about. I cared so much about the environment my children were in, um, from the food that I, you know, that that they ate to even um, the shows that they watched. I wouldn't let them watch TV. I only let them watch a, a sort of a little movie. And it was more about um, books and reading. And we read just a tremendous amount of books in the evenings and then being outdoors. But I hadn't fully sort of connected. It just was sort of um, a natural Kind of instinct that I had i didn 't um, know anybody who was uh, environmentally conscientious i didn 't know anyone who even talked about organic food um, and it just it just sort of grew and then I started sort of um, learning about um, different things I could do that were healthier and um, just then discovering um, the chemicals in um, in the products that we use I remember once using um, an oven cleaner and spraying it in the oven, and I literally, um, I could barely breathe. I mean, it just, it hurt my throat to breathe in this, you know, the chemicals coming out of the oven, and that was the absolute, um, you know, it just raised awareness about all the products, not just but the I oven find, cleaner. But,
0: but I, so, I mean, just, just to sort of labor this point a bit, I mean, it's quite interesting because you were living in the epicenter of kind of conspicuous consumption and Dare I say greed? I mean, you were—you know—you your your ex-husband was a, a Hollywood mover and shaker, and you were—you were. I mean, that—that's quite a weird revelation to have when there are cars belching, you know, outside your door and massive traffic jams belching all this. I mean, do you think it was a reaction to that? Um, I was aware of that. Um, uh, was it a reaction?
1: I don't know. I think it just was sort of a natural kind of. Um, progress um, that happened, um, just a process of discovery and um, I you know I definitely felt that I was sort of um, on my own um, as far as in the area that I lived i didn 't see or was aware of anybody else doing anything that um, was um, environmentally conscientious and so it was i mean going shopping and and um was sort of challenging at times and and trying to find uh sort of more natural um resources um for food
0: it took some taught, time you say you had to teach yourself for it, like, i had to teach
1: you? myself yeah absolutely i had to teach myself and um and so and my children um uh you know i was so happy to see them uh thriving in that um <clears throat> in that environment and um and just, I, I guess what it was, was I was trying to create the best possible environment for them to grow up in. And the most don- down-to-earth I could possibly do in that sort of Beverly that, Hills yes. um, environment. And,
0: and was, that, was that incredibly difficult or, or was, it more, was it so much fun that it was worthwhile? It was at times difficult
1: because um, they were exposed to so much um, kind of at times over-the-top um behavior, but it's also them learning to distinguish what was sort of healthy and what was really not. What do you mean by over the top behavior? Kind uh, just of? shopping. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know brands um wanting to sort of show off um the brands that um yes, uh, okay know, yeah you, know, I just, you see yes. what I mean
0: sort of, uh, so in, and by not by, valuing so
1: mean- that not valuing that but valuing instead um just the the, the benefits of such a, a simpler lifestyle.
0: Yes, a, a, yes, a consumer. A cons- yeah. and,
1: and that's also a lifestyle that I had to also progressively sort of
0: embrace too. It wasn't... It's interesting, isn't it? Because having just been in New York City and, and wandering around Soho and seeing all these luxury brands, it feels to me as if the world is really rapidly becoming completely polarized mm. between, you know, I mean, I mean the, the world of Western consumption, I'm not talking about the world, between those who are interested in that stuff and those who aren't. And there's very little kind of middle ground. Right, right. And whereas I suppose, you know, when you were in Beverly Hills, there was more middle ground. Do you well, it what was I'm just saying? the norm, yes. Yeah. It was just
1: that's all there was. Um, yeah. And uh, so there wasn't um, another sort of option. Yes. It's just, um, yes. So, um, and then I moved um, and I moved to a different um, house, a different area of town, which you came to, to visit me at. And in that, um, and, I, and I, when I found that house, I, I saw it as also um, offered me the possibility to um, bring my daughters up in a much more down-to-earth environment or neighborhood. And also it had a garden where I could um, grow food. I planted um, 17 different types of fruit trees. And then I really sort of detoxed the house. Um and and grew, everything was organically grown. Now, when my children were sort of young teenagers, i I then embraced um, I discovered composting and the benefits of composting. and they were, Um, you know, not as gung ho as I was. And I remember when they would come over, um, with friends for playdates, they would sort of scurry as fast as they could through the house. And God forbid, um, they didn't want their friends to see what I was doing. Their weird mom who was, you know, recycling or composting or chopping something up in the, you know, some vegetables up in the kitchen to...
0: Because they were still...
1: They were embarrassed. Yes. They were totally embarrassed by, um, you know, sort of how I was living, um, but years later, they they told me how proud Listen, I, I, they are of me and how cool I am. But if, if that's... you were
0: if you were, dressed, <laughs> if you were sitting by your pool in head to toe Louis Vuitton, they'd have been um, they'd have been embarrassed by right. you. So <laughs> right. it may not be it may it may just <laughs> be not... the fact you're their mother. Right, right, than... right. Maybe maybe so. But uh, but it made me laugh. Uh, I just thought, oh my gosh. I'm it's... interested in this thing about um, the uh, detoxing a house because I, I'm and I'm playing devil's advocate here, but. It always seems to me to be kind of quite a pointless thing to do when you've got you go outside and the air is belching. Well, that was
1: exactly. I mean, that um, I realized that in Los Angeles because the air is so bad that I was making such a. I mean, I made an effort um, to to only use sort of products um, that were that were clean, but then
0: exactly, I would go outside
1: and it was just. Mm. uh, the air was really really but using, unhealthy.
0: But using clean products that are clean actually mm-hmm. benefits outside the house as well as inside. The yes, house. yes. So that's not quite what I'm talking about. I mean. I, I'm I'm slightly intrigued by this idea of kind of you know really uh, clean paint and and mm-hmm. you know all those sorts of things. I mean, what what's the point of all that? Well, it um, reduces
1: um, the chemicals that are you know floating in the air that come off these volatile organic compounds. It's strange they call them organic, but that's their VOCs that come off a lot of the paints and products, sprays um, that you use to to clean. And you know you're breathing that in. You're not aware that you're breathing breathing. breathing that in. Um, Even, for example, candles. I love candles, but um, the candles are also um, emitting um, toxic sort of chemicals in your house that some may smell lovely or some are invisible. You can't even tell. And ultimately, it is, you know, you're breathing that in and it's, you know, it's... um, Is that the case for soy candles as well as... Soy candles candles? are, are better, are burn cleaner, Are you know as far as they're the best choice? What I've actually done um, since I moved up here is I've started switching to LED. Some of the candles I have actually are LED, so they look like candles and they flicker, but they're not um, emitting anything. And and what's but but they've presumably been shipped from China and? Uh, Well, they probably they've been shipped from China, but um, I guess the benefit is I will reuse them and reuse them and reuse them until. You know. Yeah, you really will as well, because yes. they, can, they last forever. They, they last, last forever. For, yeah. So that's, that's, yes.
0: that's where I can sort of justify. Uh, but do you think so? I mean, I suppose just, just to sort of wind up this aspect of the question, I mean, do you think that uh, a, a mother or a father having um, young children now would be, it is beneficial to invest in paint and fixtures and fittings that are non-toxic, or is it, is it slightly over the top?
1: No, I think it's a very good idea, especially for young children. They are so much more sensitive um, than we are. Um, you know, their organs, every, you know, their lungs, everything is still developing and very sensitive to whatever they breathe in.
0: Now you're, you're, you're in a new part of the world. You've been up here in Hudson for 18 months or so. That's right. And you've, you've bought this beautiful, amazing house and these 14 acres and you're starting, I can see already to, to you know, to grow vegetables and all the rest of it. So on that, there are two things you're trying. I mean, there are two things you're doing. One is you are you're offering an online resource and you're help hoping to kind of, you know, expand that. But you're also growing and, and living. you actually I, th- I think your, your other half said to me earlier, you know, the thing about you is you actually walk the walk and you know, don't just talk the talk. You really are passionately committed to this. So let's just start, first of all, on, on what you're trying to do with your professional life from your new base.
1: Well, first of all, I mean, it, I don't I wouldn't feel comfortable and I don't think it's fair to recommend um, living a certain way unless I'm doing it myself. Um, and and, you know, it's become just second nature to me
0: so it's it's a completely um do you think that a lot of a lot of the kind of you know healthy sort of clean living green gurus are just um living entirely two faced lives then i mean there, there are so many who you know, do one thing and, and say the other is that i mean is that generally true do you think i'm
1: not sure i no. i don't i don't you know i don't know don't i hope
0: co- you don't audit them <laughs> but i don't audit them no. i ho- i hope i hope they are
1: you know living um true to life um so um, but I know in my case that I definitely, um, you know, write from experience, and um, and and you know, with my house as being, you know, a great resource as well as this a uh, garden that I'm that I've been working on creating, and it's been also um, a profound experience um, for me um, living here, and especially because the the land was completely wild. And untouched and I had a sense when I saw it that it was going that it was very special, but I didn't realize how special it was and that um, you know this place ooh I'm getting I'm getting emotional now. It's it's fulfilled dreams that I and that I've had for years that I didn't imagine I could ever ever fulfill.
0: Wow. And is that because it's on a river?
1: It's on a river. Which is hugely helpful. Which presumably. is which is so, you know, incredible. Um uh, and you know a beautiful very you know clean river
0: no, but I mean from the point of view of the the the, the, uh, the topography land, the yes on the land.
1: well the 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 land is very fertile um, we found out that it you know over time um, it, it has flooded occasionally, and so it 's dropped you know the water then you know leaves mm. you know minerals um, in the land and when um I first moved here, um, f- local farmers came to ask me if they could farm the land, and they um, told me that um, this this particular area is known to be very fertile because of its its you know. Proximity to the river and the occasional flooding, and in fact, um, and I um, experienced the you know how fertile it is by planting my first vegetable garden last year, and I've never experienced um, vegetables so uh, growing so abundantly and such a you know so healthy, nothing like I experienced in Los Angeles where it was a uh, I found it a struggle. Um, growing um, because of the lack of water and then the extreme heat, um, which isn't the case here. So the water is abundant and um, it was just incredible, absolutely incredible. And then um, discovering, being able to sort of open up a path um, to access the land and then to be able to go into the woods, um, by the river and discover this sort of incredible sort of um, forest garden and um, and wild edibles that I'd only dreamt of ever... Did you know
0: about all of this? No, those? I didn't. Had to teach yourself.
1: I had to teach myself, um, but also the, the, the previous owners didn't tell me anything. And so I had no idea... Um, what treasures um,
0: laid to be discovered in the forest? And maybe they weren't interested. Maybe I don't. They maybe know. they weren't. Maybe they weren't. So what did you say to the farmers? So, so looking out of one window, you've you've got a, a field that has clearly of a, a long time ago been cultivated. Right. right? So, it looks well, looks like that to me. It was
1: cultivated a long time ago. The farmers basically. Um, I just you know wanted to um, hear what they were. Offering and uh, and really kind of basically wanted to know if they um, were organic or GMO farmers for starters, and and they do they you know they were sort of um, using GMO seeds. Now I didn't feel it was my place at that time to lecture them about um, about GMO, and uh, and so I basically told them that you know we were just going to leave the the fields um, as as they are for now while we decided what we wanted to do. And in the meantime, um, I've been in touch with the local Organic Farmers Association and um, posted um, uh, a notice uh, if there are any young farmers who are coming out of agricultural school who don't have the funds to buy land that they're welcome to, um, to use our land um, to try out um, You know whether it's vegetables, flowers or herbs. Fantastic. And so hopefully somebody will, yeah, you know, will, yes. will, will turn up. Now, what, what I was able to do um, last summer that was just uh, incredible was because the garden grew so abundantly we had more food than than we could eat we were you know I was able to give some to my daughters every time they came up for a visit um, I gave some to to friends but uh, most of all I was able to donate food to the local food pantry and that was another um, wish that i i
0: wanted to to be able to do to give um you know to the local community because this is quite an, an interesting area I, I imagine that that actually it's Very much, there's no heavy industry here to speak of anymore. Mm. I mean, it used to be the, I mean, the Hudson was the epicenter of the eastern seaboard right, 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 years ago. Right,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely. So it's it's primary agricultural, and the agriculture is also um, is shifting um, as the dairy industry um, is also um, changing. Um, so there are um, some incredible organizations here that are helping support um, farmers who've had, you know, farms in their families for generations, transition to um, either um, grass-fed beef or, um, you know, a diff- you know, if it's raw milk or something that's, you know, a, more, a healthier, and also in demand because they
0: want to help them. You know, there is demand for grass-fed. The Demand for this stuff though comes from. The middle classes, doesn't it? It comes from the wealthy.
1: It comes from the I mean, wealthy, they, they, and you, you hope know,
0: someone on the someone on the breadline couldn't give a can't, can't nut afford about. right,
1: can't afford that. So you know, ultimately, with all this, you know, you hope that um, it becomes the norm rather than the exception. And that that was so much also um, my sort of kind of if it's motto when I launched my store um, when I when I had my online store ten years ago, is I longed for so many of the products I sold to become the norm. Um, and not be available just to to a few, and and so for many of those products they have you know become much more widely available, which is which is wonderful yes. to see, um, and uh, and and certainly you know for industries up here you know they are shifting, and uh, the the awareness about. Um, Uh, the environment and taking care of the soil and and regenerative agriculture um, and, um, you know, carbon um, sequestration is also um, growing, awareness is growing, and farmers are becoming, you know, increasingly more interested in... um, in farming, and, and you know, and it, they're
0: being helped. For and they're that being to helped. They're being yeah. helped.
1: They're being educated, and they're they're being helped. So that's you know, it's uh, been a, you know a wonderful discovery for me coming up here and, and learning more and more about what's happening. locally well,
0: the locally? Um, so it, certainly the very much the buzzword, and I, and and I'm it's clearly here to stay in Britain. Is is veganism? Mm-hmm. Is that happening in in on the eastern? Side oh, very of America, much so. Yes,
1: <gasps> very much so. I mean, I have several friends up here
0: who who are vegans.
1: And um,
0: and so it is um,
1: absolutely. Uh, so, do you
0: think the grass fed? Do you think that the the, the grass fed beef is a, a long term sustainable method of farming?
1: Well, if, if first of all, less people are eating beef, um, there's going to be less and less demand. First of all, for the you know, industri- in the industrial sort of um, way, they've been you know having feedlots and and uh, so that's you know the demand is decreasing. Let's say in America, I don't know. I, you know, from gather, other parts of the world that haven't had access to to beef that might be growing, um, but in this country, the you know the demand is is it's decreasing. Declining. Oh, definitely. It's declining, yeah. and also you know people's awareness about the health benefits of uh, a plant-based diet. Um, it's
0: it's constantly being written about. Um, I think it seems that that's the case, but but. In my experience at home, it's it's more that people who are choosing veganism just know that that we can't continue to. Produce all this meat, right? So right, right. And they, making, I, I mean, and I, I a climate, right? Making, making a choice a decision for decision based on something slightly bigger than their sure, own. Sure,
1: sure, sure. It's Meat Free Mondays, and yeah. and absolutely, and that's they're doing that in France. They're that's also you know growing in other parts of the world, which is which is great. I mean, well, it's amazing,
0: isn't it? You're half French.
1: Can you imagine the French giving up meat?
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, it seems in, inconceivable to me. I mean.
1: But, uh, but you know everybody is sort of um yeah they're on board they're on board and and it's all about you know education it's about um you know knowing what how each of us um how we can have an impact and it empowers us by having this sort of information um that we want to do
0: the right thing so on the other half of your small holding you've got Woodland that you're just mm-hmm. you're just leaving. Are you in the Isabella tree wilding kind yeah, of Yeah.
1: So on the other half, we we're just leaving that wild for now. Um, I I've seen now that I can recognize sugar maple trees. I see quite a few in there as well. But so that was another I- I- wonderful discovery. Is that um, uh, we didn't know that um, there were so many um, mature sugar maple trees on this property. So th- another dream come true is to tap trees and and be able to make. Um, um, you know, my own, you know, maple syrup is is just uh, so. We're just at the beginning. We haven't actually made the maple syrup yet, but and we're just tree Doesn't
0: do any harm to the tree. No, no no not at all. But you're going to leave that just as we're going to leave that you? as is.
1: Yeah, and 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 leave um, the land the other side um, as untouched as possible. Uh, certainly, the woodland will just remain as is, and I'm just um, landscaping where i have the vegetable garden just an area there but always thinking about you know how will this also benefit um you know the the wildlife and the and the and the butterflies and the bees and what can i add that will nourish them as well how many hours a day do you spend outside here Um, in the summertime i spend um at least five hours at least
0: and 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 at the moment when it's um, snowy and cold i mean you're still out there
1: Occasionally, it de- it depends. I mean, right now that that we're tapping trees, then out there for maybe half an hour, but yes. it's it's a little less. I mean, um, we built a um, a fire pit by the river. I don't think you've seen that yet. That is lovely, using rocks just found on site. And I thought, oh, in the winter we'll be able to sort of light a bonfire there. And no, no, we're not going to be sitting out there in the winter. We do. We <laughs> you do, do, that. do. Yeah, you we do. had we oh, had that's um, so we nice. had our New Year's
0: Eve dinner with. Um, 30 people outside by the river in Scotland this year. Oh my gosh. It's that's, fine. That's you just wear so great. <laughs> right. right. Um, okay,
1: so something something to uh well, I, right, actually think, to work I mean, on well,
0: I think this is I mean, of course you're you're you know, you've been in LA for many 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 mm. years, but actually, you know, it's just you just have to shift your attitude and then winter right. is winter is the winter weather is every bit as nice as the summer weather it's just different oh right no I, take your time
1: it's been 30 years it's been 30 yeah. years since i've experienced um winter and uh and so i'm i'm just sort of
0: easing into it but it, it is it's so beautiful well conversely see we're now 30 years into our project of spending huge chunks of our life in the highlands of scotland so we're kind of used to right right you know, so we've been the opposite we've yes been, yeah. um so so this is your this this is part of your progress so so as i see it, you have you know you've you st- the 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 um, w- what's happened in your life is interesting. You know, start off in Beverly Hills in this sort of epicenter of kind of glamour and consumption. Move out further out of LA. Start to grow vegetables. Become embarrassing hippie mum. Move up here to Hudson. Starting to to um, to, to to work the land here, and simultaneously, you're you know you you've done your book and you have the your online um, newsletter. Thing. Yes, yeah. and 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 so. What is what is the the wider good that you're trying to do? Because I know that your you know, your aim is to is to connect. I mean, you already have an online resource, but your aim is to sort of broaden that. You've got I mean, let's talk, first of all, what you would like to do as part of this community, because I suspect that's easier to achieve and and quicker to achieve. What as part of a, you know, without without coming into community and telling everyone that you're right and they've been wrong all along. What do you what are you trying to do? Well, um, what I'm working towards is, is basically to be able to
1: um, set up my – if it's my home and my garden in a way that I can then uh, hold workshops here and, and just show people what I'm doing. And, um, uh, and, and how to integrate – how easy it is, in fact, also to integrate all these sort of healthy options into your whether it's your garden or your home. And uh, so, you know, with my newsletter, I write – on one half about some of my own experiences and discoveries and and what works for me, um, but also sharing other people's stories as well and raising awareness about um, you know also great work that people are doing you know around the world. So um, and I'm learning from them as well. So I'm I'm learning from others constantly and learning how to integrate what they're doing whether it works in my life and and um, and and you know my approach has always been about, um, you know, I want it to be easy. I, I want it to be something that's easily done and uh, that doesn't take a huge amount of time. So, um, and that also saves me money. So that's other things that I'd like to also show people how to, you know, how
0: to do. And, um, tell me, tell me about the, so you, you've made your, your online Almanac um, subscription only. Mm-hmm. So tell, So what, what do people pay? And, and that obviously is working really well. You say even better than you thought. What does someone pay for access to your resource a year?
1: So um, I charge20 dollars and, um, and then you have all year you have access. you can go on the site and read the current Almanac, uh, including all the archived issues. Um, all the I also went at the time I was publishing my book Lola, I also did a newsletter that I published twice a month um, about all different topics relating to healthy, uh, living um, and um, all or sort of chapters in, in Lola. All those are also on my site. Um, and also one of um, something that is very personal um, passion of mine is a cabinet of green curiosities as well. So that's all
0: all on there. So tell me about your, um, your on that basis, um, tell me about your, your art, because the house is um, absolutely full of a, a combination of, of um, extraordinary, beautiful, Paintings, some of them by very um, fabulous artists, and then you 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 make a lot of things out of um, you know dried yeah yes found found wood.
1: I love driftwood. I love sort of um, uh, found dried um, flowers, um, feathers, uh, all pods, um, beehives. Um, you know I save them, and um some of them, especially flowers that have I save seeds I'm a big um I have envelopes full of of seeds and uh and then just I think they're beautiful i but you're love you're a
0: stylist really aren't you i mean that's 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 how you you know that's how you elevate these things from being so sort of found hippie junk into beautiful art beautiful
1: be- I love seeing them they they nourish me they I
0: love looking
1: at them every day, and uh, you know they give me. Um, you know comfort,
0: and you're you're working on a um, on, on a, the idea of developing an app which will help people to to find the things that you believe are important in their community. So so tell me tell me about that. Well, this is um, a
1: project that um, I've been thinking about for a while, and since I moved up here, um, I have spent a lot of time looking for resources that um, that I'd like to use. And so I thought um, how wonderful it would be to compile all these resources into an app um, that everybody could access who who will either live up here or come up here. So it's everything from um, where are the um, farm markets? Um, When are they on? Um, Where can you buy organic wine? Where are, if you need a dry cleaners, where are the chemical-free dry cleaners? Um, Where can you um, learn to forage for mushrooms? Um, where are there hikes, bird watching, um, holistic um, doctors, herbalists? Uh, where can you practice yoga? Where can you um, go bird watching? So it would be a combination of sort of outdoor activities to get you outdoors, but also just um, resources for healthy, um, healthy. And then healthy this could living. be
0: replicated. From community to community. Exactly. It be, is the idea that it's a, a, a community project? Yes, yes to, very to much so. It. So the community would be involved as well as supporting this app. It's interesting. I, I'm fascinated by community because I think it's a it's a, a, an important and certainly in Britain quite an underrated thing. How, how has how's it been um, for you just as, as sort of an aside coming to a new place and um, and, and fitting into community? How's that been?
1: It's been wonderful. Um, re- everybody um, is incredibly friendly and helpful, welcoming, generous. Um, so it's it's been a really um... well, because
0: you're the same. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's, it's interesting, but... isn't it? Because there's often the conflict in in um, in anywhere in the in, in the countryside between those who sort of feel that they belong and those who they feel are incomers. And you haven't had any of that here, at not
1: all. at all. Um, I think it's also your attitude as well how you talk to people and that you know you're just friendly and respectful and um, and and not dismissive and I think it's just as your approach too that you are um, friendly and and grateful and then everybody doesn't feel um, you know you don't want anyone to feel threatened and and um, so it's been been yeah, a it's been great good. experience that's, that's good
0: cuz cuz because you know I think it is it you know, we we've we've done this a couple of times in our in our married life, you know, moved to new places and it it, it, it can be hard if you're sensitive about it, to, to um to feel comfortable, you know, with people who are perhaps judgmental.
1: Right. I think friendly. I think being kind and friendly and um to write back to everybody makes a big difference. And not imposing your views
0: on No. No. No, yeah. no.
1: Unless they want to have a discussion, I'm open to it. In fact, um, the garden that I built, the vegetable garden, I on purpose built it um, so that it's visible from the road. Um, it's back from the road enough that I have some privacy, but it's close enough that people driving by can see what I'm doing. And I want them to see what I'm doing. And I want them to to be, to ask me questions and learn and maybe be inspired by what I'm doing. So everything is visible. There's nothing hidden. I want them to see that I've put up bat houses. I want them to see that I've created birdhouses from from gourds that I've grown. I want them to see that I've put up, wonder what are those little houses that I put up for mason
0: bees. Um, and have you found people are starting to ask Yes, questions.
1: people have stopped on the road and and have seen. And in fact, I also built um, an open um, compost area. And, um, and I want them to see that, that you can do that. And it's not going to be attract animals. It's not going to be, it's not smelly. It's not going to be a problem um it's like
0: it's like instagram but real yes in, in real life exactly yeah. but
1: making it look also attractive you can set it up and make it look really cool looking
0: and I have that, have, have see, a have I a think, great purpose i think that's what's really interesting about you and about the way that you do things is that you're you're you know you're living this very um back to the land sustainable you know and I, and i i think slightly hippieish lifestyle and that's you know generally a derogatory term but i don't mean it to be but you're doing it in a you know a beautifully curated way and and that presumably is is the there's, there's real help hope through that because that's the way that the message is perhaps going to reach a lot of people that it might hitherto not reach do you think
1: right well i mean i i want to live a beautiful life i'm i'm i i love beauty i appreciate beauty i want to be surrounded as much as i can by beautiful things um, but also what I consider beautiful are trees and flowers, you know, dried, live, um, and and so what I create, whether it's in my home or in the garden, um, even when it comes down to a compost area, I want it to be gorgeous. I, I, um, I want to be proud of it when I see it. I want it to sort of nourish my senses as well. Um, I remember years and years ago, before I launched my online store, and I spent quite a bit of time researching the marketplace, what was available, who was making um, you know, things that uh, you know composted or recycled or made with some sort of recycled material. And a lot of what I saw was unattractive. And I thought, I don't want that in my house. I'm not gonna use that. It's so ugly. Um, I wanna use things that are beautiful, but that also serve a a purpose that is beneficial.
0: I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because there's one thing that that puts um, fear of God into me if I see clothing, is is if it's described as fair trade, I think I'm just not gonna Mm. like that. Whereas, you know, there's plenty of ways in which-
1: You can make it attractive. It doesn't have to be, it's all about design. And um, and so uh, you know outdoors, the my vision is to keep things really simple. That's always you know the best the best way. Keep it really simple and clean, and um, and. Presented in a, a tidy, attractive way. And it doesn't have to be using the most expensive materials. I mean, the compost area, I use branches um, that I found in the woods and, um, or driftwood or, you know, that were really sturdy um, and, and spare chicken wire that I had. So, and it looks cool. Yes. It looks really cool. And then, you know, in the spring, I'm, pl- I'm going to plant little seeds or if it's sweet peas to grow up the fence, and it'll be charming.
0: Perfect. Yes, I can't so, wait. No, 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 it's, it's not far off now. I can't so, wait, yeah. um, I, I, Obviously, you know, we're in America and, and the question comes and, and you're, you're doing all this wonderful, exciting work for yourself and for others. How do you feel a, about the sort of the, the climate change denying um, president? And I mean, d- it doesn't put you off your work and make you just despair. Um, it's
1: yes, it's it's uh, hugely uh, disappointing um, and frustrating to put it mildly. Um, it it doesn't put me off my work at all. In fact, it just um, is uh, encourages me to be. Um, um, if I'm I'm already so committed to be even more committed, if it's possible, uh, to raise awareness and to empower um, you know everyone that I can possibly empower with. Um, uh, trusted information with education and um, and really um, try to reach as many people as i can and it It feels increasingly that it's it 's about um, our communities that we live in that we have the power to also make a difference, um, whether whoever is running the country is not on board you know we actually have um, a say in what happens in our community, so I think locally um, is is really what it's about. In the future, is um, uh, making decisions, getting involved in your local politics, um, and uh, being as actively involved as you can um, is actually um, does does make a difference.
0: And do you think that the ground? I mean, so in, in many ways, one might, if you're an optimist, which I think I almost undoubtedly am, you might say that actually. Trump's stance is actually rather a good one because it actually motivates people to to those on the other side of the fence, of which there's about fifty percent of the population, um, to actually kind of do things rather than to become complacent.
1: Right, that's one way of looking at it.
0: Um... I mean, I don't know, you know. Well, it's it's possible. <laughs> it's possible.
1: It? It's possible. However, you know, he's unfortunately has made um, as encouraged industry that's that's really quite um, you know destructive. But uh, yes, um, so the sort of the positive, I guess, um, that comes of this is that um, people are looking uh, more towards community involvement, and, um, which, which, uh, which is really good. And certainly I am, you know, up here getting more involved. Um, I was involved when I lived in Los Angeles, but he, um, it feels here, I, um, because it's a smaller community, that I actually have a voice, much more of a
0: voice. Do you think that there's a ground Unswell, though that, that might that might become a tsunami of, of opinion do you think that I think
1: so I think so. Um, I think that um, people are uh, becoming empowered in their communities and um, and there is there is this sort of network um, that's happening and mm. um, uh,
0: and it's very encouraging and, and, and you don't find that and, and you find it quite do you think it's quite easy generally for people to get involved in their community sort of politics if you like?
1: I think if they know what's going on yes and that's that's one of the um aspects of this this app that I'm developing that I also wanted to include what's happening locally and how to get involved because if you don't know what's happening or that you can vote on something or there's a development, there's there's somebody wants to come in and um, drain the water from the local um, wells or or some other corporations coming in that wants to frack. You may not be aware that it's happening, you know, a mile away from where you live. So, um, you know, I want to include that um, element as well in the app so that you are informed, informed
0: of what what's what is happening which is which is wonderful have you have you got any um expertise on alternative energy sources i mean is that something that interests you
1: it does um when i was in los angeles i had solar panels uh on on the roof of my house and um and it was wonderful i mean it was it was uh it worked really well uh you know in my and especially since i you know saved money um as using it um, and here I'm, I'm sort of looking into um, possibilities because it's a different setup and so I have to sort of see if the solar uh, panels um, would work in, in where I am now and how… Um, I think they
0: would. And um, I think, of course, the thing is that the battery thing is getting better and better. Right,
1: right. I mean, pricing, I've met yeah. I've met a solar company that i started a, a discussion with. So, um, come spring, um, you know, sort of do some more investigating. What What are the possibilities? Yeah, it's there. interesting,
0: isn't it? I mean, it, it 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 seems to me that solar is the is probably the answer. But...
1: Right, right. Oh, absolutely, solar is brilliant. Um, and uh, um, I was hoping. I remember in Los Angeles, I, th- I was like, oh, they should be putting on. You know solar panels on like every building and making it um available to to people who have houses that could you know carry that that extra weight it should be um absolutely um all you know across the board but it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't but um you know they're trying they're trying, but it's like you want to happen you want everything to happen now today. Because that's that's really when there can be you know just you can see a huge you kind of need it. change you need it yeah, yeah actually
0: funny enough I was looking at the front of the New York Times this morning and it has the graph of climate change over the last hundred years and it's terrifying
1: really I haven't seen I of, didn't of see heat, that of j- heat right heat of course yeah. of course it's yes yeah. it's it is it is terrifying
0: I mean it's right in our faces anyway right thank you for talking to me for oh
1: serving. Charlie I loved it thank you
0: and that's it. Thank you very much, Priscilla, for having us to your amazing new house or farm in Hudson. It was a great pleasure speaking to Priscilla. And thank you to you all for listening to this podcast. And thank you to my friend Jim Friend for editing it. And I will see you soon. Thank you. Bye.